Welcome to the Willie Jackerson Experiment. I'm your host, the one, the only, Willie Jackerson. All right, so I got a great show for you guys. Um, so uh, recently there's been a whole bunch of these UFO sightings, and uh, I guess China's been shooting them down, and the U.S. has been shooting them down, and it just seems weird to me that these aliens somehow traveled the vast cosmos of the universe just to be shot down by our technology so uh just seemed a little weird to me i'm just kind of like yeah i don't know i don't know if i'm buying it um it's it's extremely interesting um so i just kind of wanted to um go through some of the audio see if we could actually get some truth um to what these things are and maybe figure out i guess they were saying some of the pilots were were saying they were affecting their controls and they couldn't really see any form of propulsion but you know like i say this thing's only is about the size of a car so that's relatively small compared to what i would expect from some kind of alien craft um and i guess maybe some small transport ship or something but it just uh it seems weird so um we kind of go into it with uh you know some some people that are a lot smarter than me uh, try to analyze this and figure out aliens or not or is it a conspiracy try to get our attention off all the rest of the things going on so uh, i have a uh, music by e-rock 331 and uh or 331 e-rock i guess and uh so um I'll try to put the link to all the audio that I use so then you guys can go over and subscribe to their channel on uh, YouTube and hopefully get the word out about some content creators and uh, spread the wealth. So thanks for listening and uh, see you next week. The actions of the Trump presidency revealed dishonorable fact of the president's betrayal of his oath of office betrayal of our national security, and betrayal of the integrity of our elections. Therefore, today, I'm announcing the House of Representatives moving forward with an official impeachment inquiry. Technology, the battle's unfair. You pull the hammer without a care. Squeeze the, the trigger that makes you them. Psycho, Pelosi, the hunt is cat. Witch hunt is can. All are gone. All but one. No contest. Nowhere to run. No more left. Only one. This is it. This is the countdown to the impeachment go we want to make america metal again that's what we're doing i wish the cameras will you please show these people i go home you know you hear it you hear it you can hear how many people but they never show it
Good evening. It has happened again for the third day in a row and the fourth time in just nine days. The United States has shot down an unidentified high-flying object. Today, it happened over Lake Huron between Michigan and Canada. A senior administration official telling NBC News the unmanned object was detected over Montana, Wisconsin and Michigan. And at the direction of President Biden, it was shot down. It was just yesterday afternoon that a U.S. fighter jet took down another flying object over northern Canada, and the search is still on for what remains of whatever was shot down over Alaska on Friday. This string of events raising so many questions. Are these all spy balloons, similar to the Chinese balloon shot down off South Carolina last weekend? Are these a new threat, or is the U.S. just tracking them more closely now? Some lawmakers on both sides of the aisle demanding more information from the Biden administration. We have two reports tonight. Let's start with Monica Alba at the White House. Tonight, the U.S. military shooting down another high-altitude, unidentified object, this time over Lake Huron. The Pentagon saying in a statement, the object flew in proximity to sensitive DOD sites and assessed it was a safety flight hazard and a threat due to its potential surveillance capabilities. The FAA issuing a temporary flight restriction over nearby Lake Michigan earlier Sunday afternoon citing Department of Defense activities, coming just hours after airspace was restricted over Montana Saturday night for the same reason, initially assessed as a radar anomaly. I think it got dark last night, so they couldn't fully check it out. As new details emerge about the flying object shot down by the U.S. over northern Canada Saturday, an F-22 taking out a small cylindrical object, first spotted in American airspace Friday, a carefully coordinated mission between the two countries. This was the first time that a NORAD operation has downed an aerial object. The object was flying at an altitude of approximately 40,000 feet, had unlawfully entered Canadian airspace and posed a reasonable threat to the safety of civilian flight. We're always going to detect and we're always going to defend our airspace. Saturday's military operation came just a day after the president authorized the U.S. to take aim at another unidentified object off the coast of Alaska, where those tasked with recovering debris are battling severe wind chill and limited daylight as a bipartisan call for transparency from the White House and Pentagon grows louder. In the absence of information, people's anxiety leads them into a potentially destructive areas. So I do hope that very soon the administration has a lot more information for all of us on what's going on. I would prefer them to be trigger happy than to be permissive. This shows some of the problems and gaps that we have. We need to fill those as soon as possible because we certainly now ascertain there is a threat. And Monica joins us now. What else do we know about the object shot down today? Well, Kate, President Biden authorized an F-16 fighter jet to take it out this afternoon. And a U.S. official tells me it appeared to be octagon shaped with strings hanging off of it. Kate. Monica Alba, thank you. Let's get right to our Pentagon correspondent, Courtney Cuby. She's been following all of this from the beginning. Courtney, what could these objects possibly be? 
So we only know about the first one, that that was a high-altitude Chinese surveillance balloon. The other three are smaller, it's not clear who owns them, and we don't even really know what they were doing, whether it was surveillance or something else. We do know that the U.S. would take a couple things into account when deciding whether to shoot them down. One is whether they pose a threat to civilian or military aviation. The next is, do they pose a threat to people on the ground? And then finally, do they pose some sort of a general national security threat? Those would have been taken into consideration when deciding to take it down. And the biggest question everyone has, is there some kind of increase in the number of flying objects right now, or were they always there and the military is just finding them? That's also not clear. We know that the U.S. military now is looking at a wider range of radar data. So they may just be seeing more of these things than they have in the past. But it's not clear whether now recently they're moving more into U.S. airspace and that's causing the concern or whether this is just an entirely new phenomenon just in the recent days. Courtney QB, thank you so much.
Tonight, the U.S. is still not able to call the three objects shot down by the United States over the course of three days anything but objects. National Security Council spokesperson Don Kirby says one leading explanation is that the objects shot down over Alaska, Canada, and Michigan over the weekend were tied to some commercial yet benign purpose. But this is not satisfying White House critics who are demanding more answers. I don't think they're being transparent enough, and um, and uh, I think that's got to change. All right, meanwhile, an outfront investigation tonight from Marcelina Wang in Beijing showed six Chinese entities that produce Chinese spy balloons and are blacklisted by the United States openly talking about, uh, their words, killer military capabilities of their products. And then one of them, I mean, this is really incredible, I'll just show you, uh, this was one of their founders had put the screen up in a presentation and points to the balloon and says, oh, look, there's the United States, there's a fly right over. So there, there you have it. Out front now, astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. He is also the author of Starry Messenger, Cosmic Perspectives on Civilization and many other uh, books that I hope people will get. Okay, but so, so Neil, let's just start here with um, this, this, they're bragging about flying over the U.S. Um, you know, what's your reaction as you hear this whole story and have watched this unfold? By the way, if you lift balloons high enough from the west of the United States, that's what they will do because these are the prevailing jet streams that move a floating object circulating around the earth. So to say they're like targeting the US, the wind does that for free. So I just right. want to put that out there. Yeah, that's why they're so cheap, okay. right? The wind does the, wind does the propulsion. Yeah, yeah, the wind is your, is your, is your jet, uh, jet stream in this. And so, so not only that, by the way, just for context, a thousand or so weather balloons are launched every day around the world. Yep. And the, loaded with the helium, they get very high, they get very large, and they, they float. Uh, the way a, you know, a drop of oil at the bottom of a, a, a water will float to the top slowly, but it'll get there, and then when it gets there, it kind of hovers there, and it'll move wherever the water currents will take it. So by analogy, I'm just saying, this is not a new phenomenon that you might find balloons in the air. The, the <laughs> fact that... The, <laughs> um, Sorry, yeah. No, just, just A. B, that first balloon, the one that we are certain was from China, right. it was very large. You know, Three buses Yeah, or something. something like that in, in, in length. And just the idea that we should feel threatened by something that is large and slow moving that you can pop. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. I just... So, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm more casual about this. You than, make me feel better. Maybe I should be. You I, make I me know. feel better because, you know, John Bolton was on, Ambassador John Bolton earlier was on. I, I caught that interview, a nuclear, yes. You know, use it as a nuclear, uh, you know, delivery system. So, I, I but but I guess the, the, the separate part from this um, is the, the U.S.-China space race. I know here we're talking near space, right? We're, we're sort of in that, 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 yes, that who, in the middle. Who's going to control the new high ground? Right. Yeah. And, and so the Space Force Lieutenant General of the U.S., Nina Armango, said recently, I think it's entirely possible they could catch up and surpass us. Absolutely. Talking about China. Um, and you've got, they've got their own space station now, Tiangong, because we didn't, we didn't work with them on the ISS. They went and did their own. It's not that they've we didn't work with astronauts. them. We didn't invite them. We invite them. And they we went and did it them themselves. We kicked them out of the sandbox. They built their own sandbox. So what did you expect them to do? The NASA administration, Bill Nelson, says China could beat the U.S. to the moon. I mean, we went once, but then we didn't go for 30 years. So, By the way, all this whining, I'm going to call it whining because I feel strongly about this. Had we continued onto the moon and, and stayed on the moon and onto Mars, we wouldn't be like looking over our shoulder now wondering who's going to catch up with us. We would have stayed ahead of the world. So to, to, to sit back 
kick up our feet for five decades and then all right. of a sudden say, oh, let's build Artemis and go back to the moon. Well, what, what's motivating you? Oh, China says they want to go back to the moon. So right. let's be honest with ourselves that we're not being proactive for the high ground, we're being reactive. And, 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 and on top of that, just so people understand, you're talking about unlimited resources of minerals oh, yeah, and everything up there. I mean, it's not just it's not just for the bragging rights, right? That's all there. Now that you Never get that. mind you the military get, aspect of hypersonic missiles and everything else. But space basically has unlimited resources. Uh, everything that's rare on Earth is common in space. You know, rare earth metals, even though they're just rare in location, they're not really rare in abundance. But you look at things that we have fought wars over access to energy, minerals, um, uh, water, and there's no end of that in space. So I, one of my dreams is that we turn space into our backyard. Earth turns space into its backyard. And upon doing so, it would remove an entire category of why we have ever fought wars, mm -hmm. which is battling over access to limited resources. Right. So I think space might be the best hope for peace in the future of civilization. And of course, now it looks like we're, we're fighting over it. So now in the context of these objects, okay, three more objects are shot down. And as you point out, there's a lot of objects out there. Uh, but, you know, and look, I look at a map of the world and I see all the satellites up there and yeah. it's very terrifying because you're like, oh my God, if those started raining down, we'd all be gone. Um, but now, you know, this whole concept of um, extraterrestrial came up, right? And there had been congressional hearings about this, about UFOs, and, and now we find out most of them were Chinese spy balloons or weather balloons or whatever. But in the broader conversation here, does this change your view at all of the nature, the nature of extraterrestrial life? Uh, no, not really, because we have greater capacity. Uh, I've used this phrase before, and I mean it genuinely. Uh, given the number of smartphones in the world today, six billion, yeah. we are unwittingly crowdsourcing any possible alien invasion because everyone could take high-resolution video of it, post it instantly, and it would be viral. At least as viral as kittens jumping from a table. Oh no, to, nothing is viral. <laughs> okay, okay. It'll be Anything second. to do with cats, I think, it is, would be, is okay. Then after cats, <laughs> then aliens invading Earth. Okay, so so um, I, I so. I think I'd like it when people need an excuse to look up. Right, look up. Mm -hmm. And by the way, the government doesn't want you to not look up if a billion, oh, hundreds of millions of people look up and see things that could harm us. I want the military to investigate this, right. but by all means. Right. And, and so it's just odd that we have expensive planes and expensive missiles to pop balloons. That's a little odd to me, but fine protect my airspace. Now, do I think these are visiting aliens? It would be odd if they were. Aliens moving across the galaxy and dropping some balloons? Oh, I, well, what alien would do that? I don't want to meet those aliens. Give me, that's, I, I don't want the oh low-tech aliens. Me, the low, I mean, wait, wait, well, it's high-tech to think that you could come in and then launch a balloon. No, no, just, so, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm disappointed. No, yes, we don't know what they are. So technically they are you, F, the first three, you, you, unidentified flying object. The government called them UAPs. That they were just rebranding. Oh, they were trying to rebrand because yeah, it don't, seems don't, silly. Don't, don't try to fool before us. Before you, before you leave, the stunning images um, from the James Webb. What's your favorite so far? Oh, I'd say the Carina Nebula. Oh my gosh, uh, it's it's. This is like oh, oh, oh I just have to bask <laughs> in the majesty of that image. <laughs> uh, this is a gas cloud, a ridge of gas cloud, and and the the 
James Webb Space Telescope, because it uses infrared light, infrared can penetrate into gas clouds where you bear witness to the birth of stars, stellar nurseries. Not only the birth of stars, but the birth of planets. And that's just in front of our nose. Wow. And it does that in addition to looking at the birth of galaxies in the early universe. Huh. It's a badass telescope. Divide. And if it finds a balloon, then they're a lot more high tech than you thought. <laughs> Call me if you find a balloon. New this hour, dramatic new details about the unidentified object shot down by fighter jets just miles off the coast of Alaska yesterday. Unlike the Chinese spy balloon shot down last Saturday, this object demanded more immediate action yesterday. Officials say it was flying much lower at 40,000 feet, making it a dangerous potential threat to civilian aircraft. But now we are learning that U.S. military pilots who approached the craft have given conflicting accounts of what they saw. This new reporting coming in now from CNN National Security reporter Natasha Bertrand. Uh, Natasha, so this is interesting. This is kind of unusual that these pilots saw different things and that is sort of, I guess, adding to the mystery of all this. Yeah, not even the pilots apparently were really able to identify what they saw. And just to take you back for a sec, on Thursday, the uh, the U.S. defense officials sent F-35 fighter jets up to try to figure out what this object was that was flying around near Alaska. Those pilots, we have learned, have given very conflicting accounts of what they actually experienced, with some pilots saying that the, the object interfered with the plane's sensors, other pilots saying that they didn't really experience that, other pilots saying that when they looked at the object they could identify no identifiable uh, identifiable propulsion system and they did not know how it was actually staying in the air cruising at that altitude of about 40,000 feet. So this has all added to the Pentagon's wariness of describing in more detail what this object actually is until they can get more information uh, through the debris that they are recovering right now. And what do we know about the efforts to recover uh, the wreckage of this second object? It looks like NORAD just put out an email a short time ago and it sounds like they're trying to recover it. They did, and what we were told yesterday is that the object was shot down over frozen water, so it landed on the ice, essentially. We don't know what kind of condition it's in, whether it is intact, for example, but recovery efforts have been launched, and according to the Defense Department, they have been able to recover a significant amount of debris. Now, notably, they still don't know what this object is, where it came from, or even uh, what direction it was headed in, or wh what direction it came from. It is just all very murky at this point, but they do say that the FBI is going to be taking the lead on analyzing the debris. If that sounds familiar, it's because just last week we saw that another uh, Chinese spy balloon, another, uh, I should say a Chinese spy balloon, because we don't know what this one actually is, right. was shot down, also being analyzed by the FBI. But right now, there are just so many more questions than answers, Jim. Yeah, and as the hours go on, uh, it gets more and more mysterious. All right, Natasha Bertrand, thank you very much. Let's bring in former CIA operative Bob Baer. Uh, Bob, I mean, this is starting to sound like something out of the X-Files. Uh, I don't want to get carried away here, but uh, what do you make of these uh, different assessments coming in from the pilots of what they saw? Well, Jim, the speed of those airplanes, F-35s, it's no wonder they all saw, saw different things. And as far as intercepting communications to that vehicle, it, it's very difficult. I don't want to get too technical, but it could be you know, frequency hopping, you know, the propulsion, it just, there's so many questions out there that you're absolutely right, not until they actually go through the debris and see what the what it's made of and what it looks like in the communications. Obviously there was some sort of propulsion system 
that was driving that that vehicle. And don't forget NORAD with Doppler radar is probably going back and looking at where it came from and see if they can track it back to, I don't know, China, Russia, wherever. But it is a, it's a great mystery. I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated by this. Yeah, I mean, one U.S. official tells us there was no obvious surveillance equipment on board. I, you know, some of this is the initial information, initial reporting that comes in. And I suppose things change as they assess what they have on the ground or on the ice there. Um, what does that tell you if, if that is if that ends up being the case? Well, there's a couple of things that I take away from this. And if it's a foreign made object and it was sent from a place like China or Russia, it's some sort of provocation against us. I can't imagine a vehicle like this would give the Chinese or the Russians a real intelligence advantage of collecting photographs or signals or things like that. But I think what bothers NORAD and the White House is these, these probes. We now know there was, what, a total of five balloons, Chinese balloons that have come over the United States. Why are the Chinese doing this? Who's ordering it? And why would you do it right before Blinken, the Secretary of State, is on his way to Beijing? That makes no sense to me. Uh, is the, you know, a court, with the balloon, is it, was the Chinese military did struck out on its own? So all of these questions, analysts at the CIA and the White House are looking through this and trying to piece this together. Remember, there's these balloons are flying over 40 places across across the world, these Chinese balloons. And there are a lot of aerial vehicles I've been involved in before. We've never been able to identify um, from radar. I, one we saw, I remember I was involved in, was going Mach 6, which made no sense at all to anybody. And eventually it was just shelved and couldn't figure it out. Wow. And I guess, you know, the, the question that uh, you're leading me to with uh, the comments on China is that we, we have one or of two situations, I suppose. One is um, they're just trying to provoke the U.S. to see what the response might be. The other would be uh, that she and, and the military might not be on the same page, that uh, the folks who, who want to try to conduct uh, diplomacy with the United States are not on the same page as the military. Could that be it? Exactly. The People's Liberation Army is very, Army is very difficult to understand and would they uh, act in, in, in non-accordance with, with Xi? We don't know. I mean, is China close to some sort of military takeover with, with all these COVID protocols that close down the economy? These are very hard questions to answer. And for American intelligence, getting inside these circles is nearly impossible. It's always been impossible. Um, but it's certainly something the analysts are, are picking through right now. Speaking of steering away from reality, our next story is about UFOs, unidentified flying objects. They're back in the news. No prizes of guessing where. The United States of America. The only countries that UFOs seem to enjoy visiting. I don't say this without reason. Over the last eight decades, there have been thousands and thousands of UFO sightings in the US. Sightings of flying saucers apparently being flown by extraterrestrial beings. These sightings have dominated American pop culture and movies for decades. The trend is unlikely to end anytime soon. Here's why I say this. In the last three days, America has shot down three UFOs. Yes, it has eliminated three unidentified flying objects. The first one was down on Friday near the northern coast of Alaska. Media reports called it a mysterious object. 
Now that was about half the size of an average car and was detected at about 40,000 feet over Alaska. Then on Saturday, another UFO was seen, this time over Canada's Yukon Territory. The object was immediately shot down by a US fighter jet and last we checked, Canadian authorities were trying to analyze the wreckage of the object. And then on Sunday, the US military shot down another high-altitude object, this time over Lake Huron in the state of Michigan. The object was apparently octagonal in structure and was travelling at about 20,000 feet in the air. So that's a total of three objects in three days. No one knows where they came from. No one knows who owns them, whether they were state-owned, corporate-owned or privately owned. But all these three have been sighted at a rather interesting time. Just a week after America spotted a suspected Chinese spy balloon in Montana and a subsequent Chinese balloon being spotted in Latin America. Now we know China is a master at spy balloons. Over the years, its balloons have been spotted at a host of places. This includes a sighting near Allahabad way back in 1978. Coming back to the future, did these objects have something to do with the Chinese spy balloon? Were they also sent by China? Were they also spying on America? These are questions with no clear answers. And what about the nature of these objects? Were they extraterrestrial in nature? Were they being run by aliens? A senior US general says that he's not ruling anything out yet. Listen to this. Pat, and thanks for doing this. This is for General Van Herc. Uh, because you still haven't been able to tell us what these things are that we are shooting out of the sky, uh, that raises the question, um, have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials? And if so, why? Because that is what everyone is asking us right now. And thanks for the question, Helene. I'll, I'll let the intel community and the uh, counterintelligence community figure that out. I haven't ruled out anything. Uh, at this point, we continue to assess uh, every threat or potential threat unknown that approaches North America uh, with the attempt to identify it. The story should have ended there, but it didn't. On Sunday night, China came up with this statement. It said it had also spotted a UFO, apparently over waters near Xingdao. Beijing said the authorities were planning to shoot it down. It is yet to say what happened next. So how do we view these developments? What exactly were these objects? Why are so many of them being spotted now? And forgive me for asking this, were these objects truly extraterrestrial in nature? Are we in for an alien invasion? I know some of you may be rolling your eyes at the moment, but these chain of events have certainly sparked curiosity around that age-old tale or debate. And it has certainly, it definitely has no answer. We all have our figures. Since March 2021, the US government has received 350 fresh claims of UFO sightings. Out of this, 171 of the claims are yet to be characterized, meaning they have pe peculiar flight characteristics or performance capabilities, capabilities that are still being investigated. So what were these objects? Were they being controlled by visitors from another world? If yes, are China and the United States the only two countries in the world that they want to visit? Why are not these sightings made in, say, Nepal, Sri Lanka or Bangladesh? Why are they always made in superpowers like China, the US and Canada? My point is simple. 
Flying saucers make for good headlines. They get good clicks, good views, and above all, they serve as a good distraction for the people. A distraction from the political or economic mess that the country may be in. Last we checked, China and the United States were in the grip of both. So we wonder if they're trying to fool their people with these UFO sightings. We will now have Richard E.B. take us out. So subscribe to his channel if you like his music. And thanks for listening. Have a good week.